Hey, hey, everyone. I hope you had an absolute blast yesterday turning your resistance into a positive reason of why you want to move forward or make some changes. Did you guys have a really good time with that? Drop a message below. Let me know one of maybe your more powerful ones for you, something that you maybe didn't know you had, or maybe just one you were just like, oh my gosh, if I had just seen it this way before, it would be a powerful tool because I would love to know. All right. So we're going to start out with this one here. Um, and we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about internal resistance. And I want to touch on this because we went a little young, long yesterday. My hope today is that we go a lot shorter. Um, but does your internal resistance need to be in the area in which you want to grow? And the answer is nope. It doesn't. We, when we are being successful in one area and then another area is struggling, we, in our minds, see the deficit of what we should be doing, ought to be doing, want to be doing, and we see where we're being successful over here. And by proxy, we do not like this differential. Our body is like, absolutely not. So when we're, say, having a hard time with our interpersonal relationships because we're struggling to communicate effectively, but we are rocking our business life over here because we've got it down because we've got scripts, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that the person inter our personal relationships are going to come meet our business relationship? Or do you think that that business relationship is going to come down to our lowest level? And the truth is, when we have internal resistance in one area of our life, it often undercuts and undermines where we're being successful because it gives us what we call imposter syndrome. You can have imposter syndrome for a wide variety of reasons, but when we're talking about internal resistance, this imposter syndrome is screaming at you. Well, you're good at business. What's wrong with you over here? Or how about this? Are you really good at business? You kind of suck in the family department. Or you kind of suck in the budget department. Our brain is not kind. We have our own inner mean girl. And she talks to us even when we don't realize she's talking to us. I am notorious. I have a verbal diarrhea of the mouth in my head. And I found myself in the beginning not having these type of conversations with myself. I had these, I basically was just, it was like this numbing chatter. We would just go, 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 go. And to the point where I felt like I couldn't hear myself think. And I couldn't hear myself think because every one of those voices was just a cacophony banging off of the big giant gong in my head. Now, maybe your voices are a little more clear. But some of us don't have that clarity yet. So for those of you that are like me as you're starting this and you're going, I don't even know what my head is saying to me. That's okay. This is why we explore internal resistance to understand where maybe we are saying things or what we may be saying to ourselves that is not appropriate. Now, some of you may have really clear cut inner voices and maybe they sound like your mother. Maybe they sound like a mean teacher, or just a well-placed friend who said the wrong thing at the wrong time. And that's the voice that keeps resounding in your head. And that's the one that is helping you stay where you are. We have to learn to turn those off. So I just want to make it very clear that internal resistances do not need to be in the area where you're having success. Okay. And they can undermine your success 
period. Because we do not feel, and we go back to that phrase, we don't feel worthy or good enough or smart enough or strong enough or any of the things. You guys sub that in because it's going to be different for each of us. All right. So what do we do? And I have some examples from yesterday. So I'm hoping you guys are writing this down. So remember we talked about turning um, our excuses into reasons. So those are our internal blocks. Our excuses are just our internal blocks and we turn them into reasons. I have a couple I want to share with you. I shared some yesterday, but um, I will share one of my favorite ones. And this is kind of where I started. Uh, This had nothing to do. Like I, I wrote a couple just when I was doing this exercise for the first time because I needed to start in something I knew. So I said, I will work out when I have energy. I used that yesterday. Um, Or I said, I will work out when I have energy. And then I flipped that around to, I will work out to get energy. Um, One of the ones that I really like is I will give money when I have more money. That's not true. We actually know categorically that's not true. People who become wealthy overnight do not become philanthropists, okay? In fact, what they end up doing is it basically ends up shining a big giant spotlight on their bad habits and they lose everything. In fact, lottery winners are more likely to be in significant debt than the average person. Because basically, when you have a lot, you shine a big giant spotlight on your deficits. Okay, so if you would like to donate money, donate now. It's fine if it's just $5. It's fine if it's just a dollar. But create the good habits now. So many of us talk about this when we're working out. Well, if I can't dedicate an hour, then I shouldn't be doing it. Okay, guys, nobody starts out with a fully dedicated hour without some external pressure. So if we're going to use internal pressure, we show up for 10 minutes. My coaching clients hear this from me all the time. Just do 10 minutes. If you have to be done in 10 minutes because your body is like, ain't no way. Cool. Be done in 10 minutes. If it was just that internal resistance stopping you from working at the 10 minute mark, you're going to be like, I can do 10 more minutes. That's fine. Some of us may even end up doing that hour. Even me, pardon me, somebody who's been exercising for as long as I have, um, pardon me, even I have days where I get out of bed and I'm like, ugh, no, I just don't want to. The difference between that success that propels me forward and the person who says, eh, I don't want to, is that I'm willing to do 10 minutes. I will do 10 minutes. Now, it might be some low and slow yoga. It might be some low and slow Pilates, but I show up. It's the momentum. And we're going to actually talk about that tomorrow Uh, because momentum, momentum is where you get success. None of this nonsense of feeling motivated. It's just absolute nonsense. There is no such thing as motivation. And if you have ADHD friends, you have no motivation. I'm just saying. Okay. So the first thing we have to do before we can even have some momentum is to have some vision. Because here's the thing. If I have a ball and I was hoping I had a ball here, I do not. Okay. If I have a ball and the ball has no vision, meaning I myself have not given this ball vision and I put it down on the ground on a flat surface, I was just going to sit there. If I give the ball a vision that it's going to roll down a hill and I place it at the top of a hill, it is going to gain momentum and it will roll down the hill. 
Okay. Might have some bumps and run off the course a little bit and put back on. But it has a vision. It's going to run down the hill. If I give something a vision and I set it up for failure by putting it on a flat surface in a closet, it's not going to roll down the hill. So what we have to do first is we've got to create the vision that we want. And I want you to not limit yourself, but I am going to share a little Bible verse here because this is one of my favorites. It is from the King James Version. The New King James and the other versions talk about this in the form of prophecy, and I'm okay with that. But I also just really, really, really love the King James Simplified Version because it's applicable to us right now. And I am not taking it out of context um, <clears throat> because you'll see how this applies. So Proverbs 29, 18a says this, without vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. We need a vision for our lives. Now, this is a hard thing because many of us have too tight of a vision. I have this baby. This baby is going to be a doctor. I have this husband. He is going to make me breakfast three times a week. He is going to pet my hair and, you know, he's never going to get hurt. I have a vision of which house I want to look, live in. And we are very, 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 very specific, which is okay. But the specificity doesn't allow for any room for failure. And I'm okay with trying to pointing, basically you're going to point your ship towards the goal, but you have to understand that you may have to deviate you have to understand that you're still successful if you have to deviate. Your life becomes something worth living even in the deviation. And you may have to reframe your goals. I'm going to give you guys a nice example. Uh, so I don't know if any of you know this, but back in 19... Let's see, I graduated high school in 98. Yes, I'm old. Uh, but then in 1999, I got accepted to the, Naval, to the Naval Academy in Annapolis. They allow 1,000 students in every single year. There's 4,200 4, roughly students there currently, and they do this every year. It's exclusive. You've got to be the top of the top of the top of the top to get in. It is what it is. The application is brutal. I spent two years there. I saw a lot of stuff that I was not comfortable with. And if you guys know me, you know, I have no problem running my mouth and I was happy to speak up and it made people mad and I'm okay with that. And, but I did realize that if I was willing to speak up, I had to make two, I had to make a choice. The first choice was if I wanted to be successful and not feel like I was downtrodden and beaten on all the time, I had to shut my mouth if I wasn't willing to shut up, I had to change my path. There's only two options. I wasn't willing to shut up. Sorry. If you know me, you know, I wasn't willing to shut up. And so I changed my path and it was brutal. I just want you guys to know this. Changing one's path is brutal. It changed everything about what my future would look like and become. And it was okay that I did that. You have to learn to roll with the punches. It is dreaming about the baby that you think you're going to have and turning around and understanding and loving the one that is in front of you for who they are. You cannot let your dreams dictate someone else's activities. The only activity your dreams can impact are you. You're the only one that you can control. 
You're the one in charge of your meat suit. Okay. You're it. At the end of the day, you can't control someone else's behaviors or reactions, but you can love them unequivocally where they are. So just know that sometimes your vision leads you to a place. It generally teaches you something, gets you something, or turns you away from something. There's protection in it as well. Okay. And then you move on with the new vision. So just know, and it's, guys, I want you to make this very clear. You're not quitting when the going gets rough. This is not what I'm asking. I'm not what I'm saying because the going is going to be rough. What I'm saying is, are you willing to ride it out in the rough storm and okay with the path that it goes forward to? Or do you need to change your vision? Both are acceptable. Okay, so I want you guys to grab a notebook. If you... If you can, I'm a huge fan of composition notebooks. This is like vision number two here. Um, so composition notebooks, they're like a dollar. You can get like an 80-page wide-ruled one um, for like a dollar twenty at Target. Um, sometimes they're a little more expensive. I think I've got a couple of their like more expensive ones on the shelf here. Or you can just grab a notebook you have or you can grab a binder. It doesn't matter. What you're going to do is you're going to create a vision. Do you want a clean, organized house? Do you want a healthy, fit body? Do you want, do you need to improve your relationship with your spouse? Do you want to improve your relationship with your children? Do you want to drive a fancy car? Start a business. Do you want to stand on one foot? And I actually talked to the most incredible lady this week. She had this incredible dream of bringing a specific breed of sheep to the U.S. This is like the best story ever. She's incredible. Actually, like literally so blessed I got a chance to talk to her. And I just love this. Like that was her vision. That was her vision. She worked on it until she made it happen. Okay. How? It's just amazing. She set a vision for bringing a Swiss sheep to the U.S.A., they are here now. They are quite prolific, expensive, but prolific. And they're moving along. She did that because that was her dream. That was her vision. I don't care. You want to bring a sheep to the U.S. Rock on. You want to be a distance skier, be a distance skier. You need to pick what you want to be. <clears throat> you want to have a successful business, have a successful business. So what I want you to do, and this is your homework for today. It's nice and simple. And I'm wrapping up because your vision is your vision. I want you to print out maybe five or six photos of your vision, maybe 10. This is this is like making a vision board, okay? But it is really specific. They are end goal things that you want to achieve. You want to be the best author. Great, be an author. You want to be an Olympic skier. Put it on there, okay? And then tomorrow, we're going to talk about how to make those goals happen. So the first place you have to do, first thing you have to do is make a vision. Do you want to farm? Do you want to live in the city? Do you want to go on, you know, glorious trips with your spouse when you retire? Do you want to buy a mansion? Do you want to live off the grid in a shack? Literally, your vision and your dream is yours. Go and take some time. Wrestle with it. Ask yourself, who am I really? What do I really want? And guys, do you really want your goal for you? Are you doing it for someone else? So your fitness goal, are you doing it because your mom said snide comments when you were young about your weight? 
Are you doing it because you want to play with your children and your grandchildren when you're 80? Know who is asking yourself of these goals, okay? And if you can, because you've got a composition notebook or a regular notebook, I would get some packaging tape and you're going to stick the pictures on the front of it and tape them. Okay, tape the whole page. Do not leave any paper showing. If you leave any paper showing, they will rip off. So that is your homework for today. Go make a vision, print some photos. We are visual people. Do not use a phone. Yeah, 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 there's phone vision boards. Do not use a phone. Old school, and if you don't have a printer, fine. Draw them up. Do something, do something, write the words, put them in words on your thing. I want something tangible. None of this digital nonsense. We do not actually make connectivity from our brain to phones in any way, shape or form. The actual cutting of paper, the actual touching and smelling of everything creates more of a physical bond to the activity than just slapping some photos in Google. All right, off you guys go. I will see you guys tomorrow.